All right, y'all, we're getting, we're getting close to the end of the gifts of the Spirit. This has been like a college class <laughs> on gifts of the Spirit. Um, let's go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians. And on that note, too, just as a reminder, um, if you are interested <coughs> in taking the, the college class that we mentioned on Sunday morning, Matters of the Heart, Dealing with Heart Issues, um, that, that is going to be starting on April 17th. Uh, that'll be about eight weeks. Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Uh, are those brochures at the Connect Group Minister? So um, if you are interested in that, you can pick one up. Uh, over there at the Connect booth, if you have any questions, let me know. If you want to sign up, let me know so I know that you are interested and I can put you on the list. Um, but it's it, it will be a good course, and I encourage you. It's going to be a course that, that not only will it help you minister to others, but you, you'll have to be ready to, to deal with your own heart because we will. it's not just going to be knowledge. We'll be going through times of, of sorting out things in our own hearts. So, uh, you know, just really digging in and being real uh, with ourselves. So you got to bring your honesty hat and be your be real hat. Like I'm being real with myself and I'm going to be honest with myself because that can be a, a, a difficult thing sometimes. And as we get into the class, you'll, you'll see why because we'll go through uh, all of those things, defenses and, and all of those things. So if you're interested in that, pick that up um, and then let me know. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, <coughs> we'll read through this again just to remind us of the gifts, the ones we've been through and the few that we have left to go through. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. We thank you for the gifts that you give the body. And Lord, that we pray that even as we are going through prophecy tonight, Father, that you would uh, just help us to recognize, Lord, even moments that maybe we've prophesied over, over others and, and maybe we didn't realize that that's what that was. But, Father, we pray that you would just reveal these things to our heart, reveal uh, how to operate in it more clearly. We pray over this body that they would become more fluent in the gifts of the Spirit, that even as they operate in their uh, workplaces with their family, whoever they're around, that you would give them open doors, give them understanding. And we pray, Father, just a sensitivity to your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So tonight we'll be going through the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy. And so prophecy, oftentimes the, the idea of that might get a, a little mixed up with word of knowledge, uh, word of wisdom, but let's go through pr what prophecy is and then we'll, we'll kind of distinguish the difference between that and word of knowledge and word of wisdom so you understand the difference. Uh, if you have your notebooks, journals, anything you might be writing in, um, I'm going to give you a couple things to write down. Remember, if you write these things down, you can go back and look at it. If you don't, you'll probably just forget it all. Um, but the, the word prophecy comes from two words, two Greek words that are put together. The first one is pro, and the second is phemi, P-H-E-M-I. Pro means before. And Femi or Femi means to make clear or assert as a priority. To make clear or assert as a priority. So when you put that together, it means that you're making something or you're declaring something as a, as a priority. You're making or bringing clarity, making something clear beforehand. So when you talk about prophecy, it's proclaiming something beforehand, and it's inspired by God. So it's divinely inspired, divinely inspired by God, and you're declaring it beforehand and making it clear for someone so that they know what the Lord wants them to walk in or do it can be confirmation it can encourage them we'll go through the things that it does here in a minute but let me give you just a couple of definitions one i kind of already said to make clear beforehand what the mind and will of god is now i know that sounds a lot like wisdom but it's it's not and we'll go through that in just a little bit to make clear beforehand what the mind and will of god is the gift of communicating and enforcing inspired truth. The gift of communicating <coughs> and enforcing inspired truth. Or it can also mean elevating one statement over another. So really when we're talking about that, elevating what God's word is over the world's word or over someone else's word so that you're putting that first and that's why it says to to assert it as priority because now we're taking something that God has said and making it a priority rather than uh, allowing the world's word or someone else's word to be priority in our life so prophecy uh, how many have ever received or been prophesied over before Okay. Some of you may have been prophesied over before and didn't realize it. And if you've been prayed for in this church, chances of that is probably pretty high. Because many times, uh, even through prayer, there'll be a word of prophecy that comes, and you may not have realized that that's what it is. But it's an encouragement or an inspired word by God to encourage you on the path that you're on. So whether it's it's... 
if, if somebody comes up, and let's say, for instance, uh, Pastor Brad or, or me or one of the other ministers in the house, whether it's Brother Don, is praying for you, and, and then they just begin to feel a word to pray over you, whether it's, uh, let's say... Let's say you've been going through some things and they just begin to pray that you would have the strength to overcome in, the, in a particular area. Well, that's a word of prophecy that's being given to you. And you may not realize it, but when, when we're done with this tonight, you should be able to, to understand that and to be able to distinguish that so you know that it's a word from the Lord. Because it's not just a, well, that was just a nice sweet prayer. That was actually something that was coming from the heart of God to you to strengthen you in that moment. It's divinely inspired for you. And so to receive a prophecy or even a, a word, many times we, we will encourage. Like if you know someone's probably going to prophesy over you, uh, if like for instance... Kings has a prophetic conference, which that's where uh, Brother Don and, and uh, Bev went, um, Lisa went not too long ago in um, Missouri, and they went to the prophetic conference. Uh, Kings on Maui has, has a prophetic conference every year, and they've been doing it for over 20 years now. And during that time, everybody receives a word, and they have many prophets fly in, and they, they, every person has a moment where they, they have a prophet pray over them. And so there's a word that's given to them. And so we encourage in those moments to record that. Why? Because if not, then you can't go back and re-listen to it. Yeah, I remember they said something about um, I was supposed to, something about this, this path, and I was supposed to, yeah, I don't remember now. It was something about that. I just remember, and, and you don't remember. It might have been a two-minute, three-minute word, but you don't remember much out of it. And it's because, uh, you know, just like I said here, if you, if you don't take notes, you'll forget 85 to 90% of what is even said. So we want to make sure that whenever we're receiving a word that we record it. There's many words that I have on my phone. I can go back, hit play, and it encourages me today. Anytime I want to go back and listen to that, I can go back and listen to it. And it's, it will strengthen me. It will encourage me. It will refocus me. And so it reminds me of the word that the Lord has for me. So to prophesy, to make clear, to assert as priority beforehand. Why beforehand? Because you haven't been there yet. Or God's wanting to encourage you to stay on that path. Encourage you to, or build you up or to strengthen you to continue uh, in a certain area. Now when we talk about the word prophecy, prophesy, and prophet, you know, we, we throw these words around a lot of times, but they don't always mean uh, exactly the same thing, and it can be a little bit confusing sometimes, because if we say the word prophesy, well, it's the act of giving a word of prophecy, so prophesying is whether you're praying over someone and you're giving that inspired word that's prophesying over someone. To have a prophecy is a noun. So it's the actual word that is spoken. To prophesy is a verb. So it's the act of. Prophecy is the word that's spoken. And it can look a little different from the Old Testament to the New Testament. But um, and when we're talking about the office of a prophet, I won't stay here too long, but 
even when we talk about a, the office of a prophet, like in the fivefold ministry or in the Old Testament, when we talk, to, talk about prophets in the Old Testament, many times uh, those prophets in the Old Testament were called seers because they would see uh, something in the spirit realm. They would see uh, something that God would show them to declare to a, a nation, to declare to a king, to declare to somebody. And so they would see something. Something was revealed to them. And so a prophet would declare that or declare what was coming so that the king or the nation or whoever would be warned or take uh, heed to what the word of the Lord was saying to them. And, of course, as a prophet, there's oftentimes more gifts that are involved. So word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophecy, discerning of spirits, they can all uh, be combined when you're operating in the office of a prophet. So it's not just prophesying. Uh, they can all be involved together. Does that make sense? Am I clear on that? Okay, so uh, the office of a prophet is somebody that's going to be operating in that at a more full-time uh, position, not just somebody that prophesies, because prof a prophet will operate in more gifts than just prophesying, okay? Um, and a, a prophet, uh, it, it's kind of like if you take, for instance, let's say you, you teach your child to to do something. I'm going to teach you how to swing the bat and hit the ball today. You might spend some time teaching them that, but it doesn't mean that your full-time job is a teacher. So you took a moment and you taught them something, but it doesn't mean that you are a teacher all the time, right? Okay, so it's the same type of thing. We can prophesy, but it doesn't mean that everybody is a prophet because we prophesy. Is that clear? Clear as mud? All right. So, but what we're dealing with, it's not so much, prophesying isn't necessarily revealing something, but it's more divinely inspired either by um, the will of God or the scripture of God. So, for instance, if I'm praying over someone and up in my spirit, I begin to sense something, an impression, to begin to pray over them. It, I might not be getting any revelation of uh, God's specific plan or purpose for you, like a revelation of you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to do that. It's not like a word of wisdom where I'm, I'm exposing the plan and purpose for your life because a word of wisdom shows the plan and purpose uh, and how to apply God's plan and purpose in your life. But a, a prophecy is more of an inspired word, but it can be scripture-based. For instance, if I know the word and the will of God, not your personal will, I'm not, I'm not saying like you're supposed to be an engineer, you know, but the general will of God in his word, it, the better I know his word, the better I know his will and his purposes in general, the greater I'm going to be able to prophesy over somebody. And the reason why is because if I 
if I am praying over someone and if I know what God's plan and purposes are in general, then out of my spirit, I'm going to be able to sense something for somebody. If you don't know the plans and purposes or his covenant or his love or his mercy, his grace, if you don't know the nature of God, then you're going to be more limited in how you can be able to prophesy over someone because you might not know, was that me or is that God? You know, or I'm, I'm not sure. I could prophesy something but it could be off if it's not his nature I feel like I'm confusing people no okay I feel like everybody's getting cross-eyed with me or something <laughs> like their brains getting tied up in knots or something so the more I know the will of God and the word of God the greater the pipeline of of being able to prophesy effectively because you're going to know it's kind of like if I go to um, if I if I go to another nation and I know their laws, I know their rules, I know uh, how they operate there. I'm going to be able to come back to someone else and tell them before they get to go. If you if you go over and do this and do that, you're going to have a greater time. Oh, and, and make sure you do this and experience that, and don't do this because they don't tolerate that there. And and the greater I have an understanding of that, the greater I'm going to be able to speak that into them because it's going to be specific for them going to that place and with their experience. So the greater I know God's word, the greater I know His nature and Him, the more effectively I'm going to be able to prophesy over someone else's life because as I'm praying for them. It's going to naturally come out because God wants this for you because he wants this for his children. Now, it doesn't mean that I can just say whatever scripture I want to or whatever I, I, you know, I can't just come up here and say, well, I'm just going to prophesy all these scriptures over you. Why? Because it's divinely inspired. So it's not just whatever the word says. It's divinely inspired by each person's case. So God will put in you, highlight something in you to speak to, to them for their situation. Let me give you a quick example. And this just happened yesterday or the day before. Um, we had a, someone that, that called in, uh, a friend out of state that was just wanting some prayer around some things because they had been dealing with some things. And so uh, Pastor Brad and I took the, the, f the phone call, and we were both praying with them. And in that one call, we had a word of wisdom, we had a word of knowledge, and we had prophecy. And let me explain each one of these things so that you understand the difference. As we were praying for this individual, um, the word of prophecy for them was what I felt over them was with what they were dealing with at the moment, that they would only soar to new levels as they grew in faith. So what I was feeling in my spirit was I saw them rising higher as the revelation of the word became greater in their life. So they would be able to soar over their situation and their issues better as they grew in the revelation of the word. So I prayed that as they read the word, that the revelation of the word of God would come open to them and it would bring them to a place to where they would soar over their problems. They would, they would have the, the, the upliftedness of God. They would soar on wings like eagles over the problems. Well, that's scriptural. So that was something that I felt in my spirit, but it was still based upon the word of God. If I'd never read that, I wouldn't know that. 
And so there would, would have been very hard for me to prophesy that in their life if I didn't know the word of God. Then a word of wisdom came because of a particular project I knew that they were on. But I felt in my spirit, I told them, I said, you need to finish this project. Because as you finish this project, this is going to become an open door as an avenue of finances to come into you. And this is what's going to be the, the answer to solve some of these financial issues. And so that's a word of wisdom. This is the answer to this. This is what's going on right now, but you need to really focus in on this because this is going to be applied. This will be the answer to some of these issues. And then Brad began to pray, and, and he said, I, I, just see, I just see you in this. He said, it's kind of strange, but I see you in this, in this coat. And he said, it's like this long coat, like down below your, your knees. It's like a trench coat. And he said, and I see you wearing that coat. And he said, I just feel to tell you to go buy the coat. Go ahead and buy the coat. And we're both just kind of <laughs> looking at each other like, okay, this is a little different. Like this, And I'm sitting there thinking, does this have some spiritual connotation? Like, <laughs> and, and he said, I was thinking the same thing. Because he's like, I'm sitting there thinking, does this mean, you know, covering? Does it mean God's comfort? You know, <laughs> what's this mean? But she started laughing. And, and they said, huh? Okay, ball laughing. And she, she said, I've been looking online for um, these particular, she didn't call it a trench coat, but like a raincoat because I needed to, to take a trip and I'm going somewhere where I'm going to need this, but I didn't know if I could afford it. And so now isn't that funny? Like, and of course, he's, he's sitting there going, I don't, this weird word is a little weird, you know, and I'm, am I off, <laughs> you know, but it was confirmed immediately. No, I, I, I've been looking at this and it was like, go ahead and buy the coat. Well, that was a, a word of knowledge. So all three things, prophecy, word of knowledge, and word of wisdom, were in operation in one prayer call. So, but did that kind of clarify the difference one had to deal with solving a problem. One had to deal with the word of knowledge of right now, the situation right now, and one was to encourage in, in the position that they were in to, um, and it kind of gave them, you know, instruction on what to do as well. But that is part of prophecy. Do you guys want to add anything so far? Just one thing. <coughs> the, I don't know, if you, I, don't, I didn't hear you say it, but. Prophecy is for three main areas, for edification. She did that last week. Well, I want to say this. Go to, um, hopefully you're not hitting this. Go Are you on? Did somebody yeah, mute me? Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 19. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19 for Sister Gracia. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the pro prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. 
And even as Pastor Miranda was talking about the word of God, it's important that as hands were raised, if you've ever received a prophecy, well, if you've read the word of God and the word of God is spoken to you, that was written by holy men who were in, and women who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. So that is a form of prophecy. The word of God, not just the written pages, not just reading through the story where you read and Judas went and hung himself, go thou and do likewise. But the word of God as it speaks to you, that is prophecy. That's the word of God, the word of, uh, the word of God and the Holy Spirit confirming that word and speaking into you. The other thing I want to say too, I was quickened today on this. And... Uh, the Bible says bitter water and sweet water can't flow out of the same source. And I really felt this today as I was, as I was studying on prophecy is that if you're desiring to the, to, for the gift of prophecy to work in your life, watch your tongue. J read, read the book of James because the Bible says the tongue is an unruly evil. It says not, not that what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him but what comes out and the lord really checked me on that today he said a lot of people aren't operating in the gift of prophecy because of the other things that are coming out of their mouth he won't allow bitter water and sweet water to flow he said we bless god but we curse men so i just felt that in the spirit and i just just take it for what it's worth but if you desire to speak uh, that's literally what prophecy is it's edification edification, exhortation, comfort. It's you speaking as the oracles of God, the mind of God being released. And if that's purpose, then that's a, that is a sincere gift, and we shouldn't allow bitter water to flow out as well. So for what that was worth. I'll just add, you know, e even her giving that example, you know, that's, you know, and I know you guys have heard this said many times now that you'll find the gifts can flow together. And, and you'll hear people say, well, you, you know, you're prophetic, or, you know, somebody might relate that as the word of wisdom, word of the revelatory gifts in operation, you know, discerning of spirits kind of left out of that, but, but you know, people, will, you know, they'll use that term prophetic, you're prophetic, or, you know, um, and a lot of times, and, and I, I'm glad you said that, because God flows through a willing vessel, yes, but I'm telling you, you've got to put, you've got to put a lot of yourself down to be an encourager. And and to be an exhorter and to and to hear to hear from God because you know you you have to you you're putting yourself down and so that you can be a conduit for God to so God can flow through you and that's um, that's ultimately a lot of times with with prophecy I mean you you know um, we all should desire to prophesy the Bible says so yes we should desire that but um, and, and I always go back to this you know you've got to test that you've got you you know when you pray for people. Many times people don't realize they are prophesying, as, as you pointed out earlier. A lot of times people will pray. They'll begin to prophesy. You know, an example, Jesse, every, you know, I'll hear Jesse pray sometimes, and he's prophesying. He's declaring or he's decreeing. Praise God, there's been over 20 people every day in prayer this week. Praise Jesus. That's awesome. But, but, but see, that, that's what's happening. You know, you, people will begin to hear. You'll begin to hear people pray, and you'll, you'll begin to pick up, you know, you, you'll begin to pray that way. And many people, they don't, many people prophesy when they pray. So, um, you know, uh, anyway, that's, that's it. I'll, I'll quit there. Um, there's two things I wanted to say. Um, first of all, whenever you're dealing with the, the, word of, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, those gifts, remember they're revelatory gifts, so they reveal something. So knowledge and wisdom reveal either something that's going on now in the present, knowledge, 
or uh, wisdom the plans and purposes of God, something that, that he wants to do uh, in the future or something that will solve a problem or something that will, will shut the mouth of the enemy because uh, you see time and time again how wisdom shuts the mouth of the enemy because he doesn't know how to respond to the wisdom of God. So it's not man's wisdom. Remember that. It's not man's wisdom, but it's God's wisdom, heavenly wisdom. So those are revelatory. But the... Um, Prophecy is inspirational, inspirational. It's the utterance gifts, the utterance gifts, things that, that we utter. So it's not under the revelatory, it's under the utterance or the inspirational. They're inspired. So we speak those out. And that's why oftentimes that you'll begin to walk in prophecy as you pray. So when, you're, when you start to pray and pray in the Holy Spirit especially, then things will begin to come out of you. And you're like, as especially you'll, you'll begin to feel the Holy Spirit as you get into prayer. And I don't mean like religious prayers. I don't mean like just covering, you know, God bless me and God bless my mom and my dad and, and the dog, you know. But it's like you're, you're actually, your heart, fervent prayer is going into what you're praying. And then you pray in the Spirit. And then something rises up in you to pray for a particular thing because the Holy Spirit just led you there. And then sometimes when you begin to declare out, if you've gotten to that place in your prayer life, you begin to declare out something over that. It's a, it's, it hasn't happened yet, but instead of praying for it, it's like a declaration. It's like this will happen and this will, this will be what we see by the hand of the Lord. That's coming from an inspiration from the Holy Spirit. So you're prophesying over a situation or a person. The other thing uh, out of that Howard Carter book that was interesting that he said is prophecy is often, he said, whenever people say, oh, they prophesied, many times it's, he said, um, it's kind of like a tea, a, a cup of tea. You know, somebody gives you a, a cup of tea, well, you might take, or coffee's a more common thing in this area, a cup of coffee, and you put milk and you cr put cream in it. Well, the milk and the cream isn't actually coffee, but it's added to the coffee. And you drink it, and you say, "Oh, how do you like your coffee?" You don't say, "Oh, how do you like how do you like your coffee, cream, and sugar?" You just say, "How do you like your coffee?" Right? Well, sometimes prophecy is like the coffee, and then you add the cream and the sugar, which is word of knowledge and word of wisdom. So sometimes it all gets put in there together and mixed together, and then people say, "Oh, they prophesied," and, and it's kind of all mixed together. What's well, kind of like saying, "Oh, I had a cup of coffee," but you're not necessarily distinguishing that it was with cream and sugar too. If that really confused you, just, like, check that, you know, like, excuse all of that and just pretend like you didn't hear any of that if it made it worse. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14.3. What are the purposes of prophecy? What's the purpose of prophecy? Let's go ahead and read from the beginning of 14. 14.1. It says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. 
for no one understands him. This is the speaking in tongues part. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Let me go ahead and read verse 6 as well. But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? So when we look at what, what does prophesying do, what is the purpose of prophesying? He's saying desire to prophesy, first of all. We're to desire to do that. Why? Because it, it edifies, it comforts, it exhorts. And we're going to go through those three words. But he's saying this has purpose in the body, desire to do that. Why? Because the enemy roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And so there's constantly things that the enemy tries to do to bring people down. So edifying, exhorting, comforting, uplifting, encouraging are things that the body of Christ needs. So whenever we're constantly prophesying to one another, encouraging, pushing each other forward, encouraging you to continue going on stay on the path stay on the course you know be strengthened don't stop then we're pushing the body of Christ forward to continue to do what they're called to do but what do those three things mean edification exhortation and comfort well first of all edification it comes from that same word edifice which means to build up and it's interesting because all three of these words in the Greek start with para which means to come close from behind or to come beside someone, to come to their aid. So all three of those words in the Greek start with that para word, and it's from close beside, to come close beside. So you're coming alongside someone closely with them to aid them, to help them, encourage them, strengthen, strengthen them. But edifice, or to edify, means to build up from the base as in construction, like you're building a, a building and you're uh, going block by block and building the, the, the construction up. From the base, you're building it up. You're constructing it. So it involves spiritual advancement. But it also includes, now listen to this, because a lot of times people get always say, well, Prophecy never includes um, instruction or uh, correction, but that's not true. Because edification actually means constructive criticism and instruction that builds a person up to be a suitable dwelling place of God. So even when I was using the example earlier about as you read the word and you gain revelation of the word, that was instruction. As you do this, then this is what's going to happen. It was instruction to get to where this is where you want to be. And oftentimes people will hear this part. Yes, I want to soar, soar over my problems, soar like wings, like I'm on wings as eagles. But they don't necessarily do the part that was required to get to that place. 
and they'll declare the heck out of, you know, the part that they liked, but then not necessarily the step to get to that place. So we have to pay attention to the whole word. <laughs> we can't just say amen, you know, to, to the last part and say, you know, I'm, I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field, but we're not listening, listening diligently to the voice of the Lord and hearkening to his commandments. You know, we forget that, that first part of the scripture, but we want to declare, you know, all of these blessings shall follow me, you know, in the city, in the field, and that all these things are going to fall into order for me. So we have to listen to all of it. So that instruction is also included in the edification part. So to build up, think about it. If you start building something, well, I've done tile work before. If you don't get it square and then you keep going, after a few more rows of laying tile down, you're going it, it, to, it's a few more degrees, few more degrees, few more degrees off. And then it's really going to show. Same thing with the building. If you don't get it square and it starts leaning, well, by the time you get to, to eight foot, that thing's going to really show. Everybody's going to be able to walk by the thing. That's not square. That thing's leaning really bad. And it's the same thing with our life. If we don't build things right, then we'll look crooked. And our lives will be like, why is this not feel right? Why am I dealing with this? Well, because there's something out of whack in our foundation. And so we got to get those foundational things right. So it does inc include encouragement and uh, instruction. Exhortation is the second one. Exhortation. And this refers to a legal advocate or aid. So it's kind of like a lawyer. Someone that knows the law, and you call them because you need legal advice. And so they come, and they give you the legal advice that will stand in court. And they will give you, because they're not going to say, you know what, if you just show up for court and you just cry your eyes out, the judge, he will feel really sorry for you, and he'll just let you have whatever you want. It doesn't work that way, right? You got to show up with the law. You got to you got to know what the law says and show up with the with what's going to work in your situation. And so the same thing prophesying can actually be a, a thing that when someone prophesies over you, they're giving you a word from either the word of God or the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit has been close to God and close to your situation, and he knows exactly what you need. And so he'll speak that thing through somebody and prophesy the very thing you need to hear. So then as you're going along through life and you hit those moments, that word comes back to you and, you, and it refocuses you. Nope, that word was this, and so I'm hanging on to this word. I am going to make sure that I I clutch onto that word. I confess that word. I'm not letting that word go. And so it keeps you uh, focused on, on the word that God is giving you for that situation. So it's it delivers the evidence that's going to stand up in God's court. It delivers the evidence that's going to stand up in God's court. See, many people think that God just answers to tears, and that's not it. God answers to faith, and he answers to his word. So he is not a God 
that he should lie. And everything in here is his word. So if we bring this to him, he cannot go against his word. He is a just God. So if we are bringing his word, then he has to, and it's not like he's looking for a way out of it. It's not like, man, they found that verse. No, he wants to. He wants, we have to also be the one to present the word. And he says, remind me of my word. Come and bring me into remembrance. And so we're to know the word of God. That's where the enemy trips us up is if we don't know the word of God, we don't know our rights, we don't know our inheritance, and then we get mixed up because we think, because the enemy comes in and tries to steal something from us, and we think that he's allowed to. We think, well, that's just life. It just happened, and there's nothing I can do about it. But if we know the word of God, we can say, Lord, the enemy has no right to do this. I am a child of God. So I speak to the enemy. I had to do it today for somebody because the enemy was trying to bring something back on somebody. And it's like, no, you have to have a, a, a just like a, a, a mother when her kids are getting bullied. Like, you got to be that mom that just, no, you're not, you still. Step right in between the devil and your kids, and you're like, you stop there. You are not coming any further. There is a, a, a fire, a passion when it comes to the things that you have to fight for in the kingdom of God. So you get a tenacity about you. You get a fight about you. And you know that you're fighting the enemy. It's not the world that you're fighting. You're fighting the enemy. So you tell the devil to back off. And you remind him where that line is at. Because he is a stealer. He will come in and he will try to steal. So you have to realize that it's up to you to make sure that he doesn't steal it. There's no one else that's going to step in and do that. Because only you have authority over your life. There will be people that can come alongside you and, and support and, and help. But if you don't hold the line, he'll step in. So you got to hold the line. Hold the line. Amen? All right, exhortation. So someone that comes in, they give you that word. And they tell you how, how God weighs in on that. Where is God's heart on that matter? And they give you that word that's going to stand up in God's court. The last one is comfort. Now, comfort has a greater degree of tenderness to it. It's uh, in moments when, when someone's heart is heavy, when someone is going through a very difficult time. Now, understand, this doesn't necessarily mean sympathy because we can't, there are times for crying. There are times when things hurt. But then we got to realize that we, we have to get up and we, the enemy's not going to back off because we cry over something. You know, I kind of already said that, just like the judge. He's not going to go, oh, you know what, poor thing. I'll just let her have it. No, he, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I got her now. I got him now. So th we have to realize that there, there is a fight, but there are times when we need comfort and tenderness around something, the care of our brothers and sisters. But then we also have to realize, like, when that time passes or when that time comes, we, we got to be ready to, to continue to stand and go forward with God. We can't stay in a place where, where we're, for 20 years, 
staying in the same spot and still needing tissues. So we, the comfort is there, but then we got to continue to move forward in the Lord. But that comfort or degree of tenderness is for the purpose of persuading, stimulating, and consoling. So even in the comfort, part of the comfort is to persuade and to push forward. It's just that there's another level of tenderness to it. Sometimes you got to put a fire in people, and sometimes you have to comfort people, depending on what's going on. So there's a sensitivity that you have to have, and the Holy Spirit knows what they need. But prophesying comes out of the Spirit. It's not out of the head. It's not, oh, you know what, I could give him this verse. Oh, and I could give him this verse. And, oh, you know what, I, I know the Lord wants this for his children and wants that. It's not just sitting there calculating everything. It rises up out of your spirit. It comes out of, out of your spirit. And there are times, you know, and like I said, it happened today. And it was like there was a fight that rose up out of me because I knew what the enemy was trying to do to somebody. And so I got ticked off. And I'm like, no, this is not happening, and this is what you got to do. And I, I sent that person an audio prayer, and I'm, I was like praying the, you know, just the devil out of that place. And, and I'm like, begin to go and do this, do this, this, and this. And gave them the instruction. And if you read it, it probably sounded a little bit like, oh, it's a little harsh. Be- I, I wasn't speaking to them. I was speaking to the enemy. So you got to realize that sometimes prophesying or praying for someone, it's got to come out of your spirit. It's not out of your head. So when you're in the, the only way you're going to begin to walk in it is if you begin to pray. If you begin to pray. So you pray for people. You pray in your own time. You pray in your prayer language because that's where you begin to come in tune with the heart of God. And so you become sensitive to what he wants to do through communing with him. So as you commune with him, he's going to show you what to pray over somebody or what to declare over a situation. So begin to pray and, and begin to ask, Father, I desire to prophesy. I desire to walk in this. And then just uh, begin to pray. And even as you're praying for people, a lot of times as you're, as you're focused in on your prayer, that's why it's helpful to close your eyes many times and don't even look at them. Because <laughs> if you look at them, you can be like, oh, I'm way off. <laughs> because some people can be difficult to pray for. They'll be like, and, and you might be right on, but they're just like staring at you. And I mean, I prayed for somebody one time, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't think I hit it. And then afterwards, they came up to me because they were just like stone face. And then afterwards, they came up, and they were like, that was so on. You have no idea. Da 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 da. And I'm like, well, that's awesome <laughs> because I didn't know if I was hitting that one. But <laughs> so it, it's got to come out of your spirit and not your head. Men on the sidelines, do you have anything? Side comments. I'm almost concerned. I'm going to go to your next subject. <laughs> Um, just a couple things on further down in, in uh, chapter 14 there it says um, 
it's talking about prophecy and dealing with the unbeliever. And I want to get back to that, what I talked about last week, again, about the witness of the Spirit. Again, because even as a, a I don't want, I don't want to give the misconception that um, prophecy is fortune-telling. Because some people will get that idea of prophecy. Come tell me something I don't know. Now, in the Old Testament, a seer, as you're saying, the office of a prophet, many times they went to kings and they released knowledge that the, the king didn't have and they would prophesy things. And even sometimes the king would look right and say, that's, that's not going to happen. And it did happen. But in, in the New Testament, the, the gift of prophecy, as Pastor Bram said, it brings edification, it brings exhortation, it brings comfort. It is an inner witness that even though you may not know those things, there's still a peace that's in you. There's a comfort in, the Bible says comfort one another with these words. There's that, that's the spirit, and it's always the testimony of Jesus. So in, in prophecy, uh, like it, it's talking later down in here with verse um, 23. It says, if therefore the whole church be come together in one place and all speak with tongues, and there come one uh, in theirs that is unlearned and unbelieving, will they not say that you are mad? But if all prophesy, and there come in one that believeth not or is unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. And then over on the other side, another thing, it, it, uh, two, two different scriptures, it says the spirit of the prophets are subjects. You might get ready to hit they're subject unto the prophets. So even in prophecy, again, we're going to go back to leadership, back to our pastors. Well, pastor so-and-so, Bob so-and-so prophesied over me, and he said such and such and such. It's a good thing to run that by your pastors. You know, we were in Springfield, as Pastor Brad and Pastor Brad had spoken, and while we were there, we received a word. Well, I not only took that word, but I said, here, and I shared it with my pastors because I want them to judge that self-same word. Now, they don't tell me what to do. They don't tell me what color shirt to wear in the morning. But there is that, again, there's that safety net that God puts men and women over your life as leaders to help you in those areas and to give you, uh, give you sound. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So if you receive a word, and it's like it's out in Left Park somewhere, you know, one guy said, eat the chicken, spit out the bones. Sometimes you've got to spit out the bones because they're not, you don't want everybody prophesying or that you'll receive. Because I remember in that, I don't know if it was in that book, they told the story of a, a lady that came in the service and she had, um, it was the spirit of divination she was operating in. But she was prophesying over the man of God. First he wouldn't pray for her and then she repented of the divination said she wasn't going to practice so he prayed for her, and as he was praying over her, she began to prophesy things over it and said i see blood i see a bad car wreck and she starts speaking these things over and he said you lying spirit of divination i don't receive any of your prophecy i cancel that word because he said immediately when she said it fear came in my heart and she said, or he said, he said, fear came in my heart, and I saw those things begin to manifest. Which is of the enemy. Right. Fears of the enemy. Yeah. So that gives you the source of where that was coming from. Yeah. So that's where it brings back in. I always say, tell people that that's the edification, the exhortation, the comfort, and prove those things. Or it says that, that it's subject unto the prophets. So if somebody's prophesying, and you, you get with people that you know, know the voice of God and know the heart of God and weigh that word. And then lastly, over here, um, 
it says forbid not. It talks about it, there's not confusion. Bi the Bible says God is not the author, and that word was added. He's not confusion. The enemy is confusion. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So there again, if that word doesn't bring peace and consolation, even if it's in correction, even in correction, I could still feel peace and comfort. Because I know the Lord, he, he loves, he chastises. So if i got to be correct in there, and that's a prophetic word over my life, I don't go, well, it, it didn't bring me uh, goosebumps, and I wasn't happy about the word. No, I know it's bringing correction so I can find comfort that the Lord's saying, i, I got to get you straightened out in that area, son. You're missing it here, and this is what's happening. This is what's about to happen. If you don't get that straight, that'll bring you comfort. So there you go. Yeah, which is often, you know, it's a good point because a lot of times when people, if a pastor or a, a minister prays over you, because most of the time, if, if they're mature in it, they will pray in a way that is edifying. So you got to listen to what they're saying. If, if they're saying something like this, as you do this, God will do this. So there's an instruction, but they're putting it nicely. You see what I'm saying? Because the Lord may be showing them that you're not doing that right now. But as you do this, then God's going to bring this about for you. But they're not going to sit there and word it and say, well, I know the, the Lord's showing me right now that you're not doing X, Y, Z, and that's why you're not getting this result. So if you start doing this, then you're going to get this, and, and the blessing will come. No, they're, they're trying to word something in a way where, where it's edifying and exhorting to you so that you're encouraged in doing it. So, uh, you know, listen for those things because many times, you know, like I said, we'll key in on the blessing part, but then we, we won't pay attention to the beginning, and we might miss something by doing that. And I would just add, you know, even, even, in, even in praying, you know, prophetically, just as you said, which is great because it can bring about correction. And many times it's going to push you to the word. And, and, and that element of, of prayer with somebody will push you to the word. It'll, it'll, it'll give you a solution. But think about that. That is edification. That, that, that's the edification. It's wanting to strengthen you in some area. And, uh, and, I, and I'm glad you both made that point because I'm sitting here thinking about it because, you know, People will people can get out into left field. Sometimes we we know in part we prophesy in part. So it's important that you you understand that e even as you're praying for someone, if you get a check or a feeling about what is getting ready to flow out of your mouth, don't say it. Don't p shut it down. Well, you know I feel like no, don't don't just don't say it because because you can you can begin to mix your own thoughts. You can begin to mix. You can come in and out of the spirit when you're praying for somebody. Um, it, it happens frequently sometimes with me. I'll and I'll I, I'm not hearing. I stop and then I'll ask a question. You know, and and it's like, you know, I'll just ask a question sometimes, and just to kind of you know to see if I pick back up in the spirit. It's it's how I've, you know, and I'm not saying that's the right way or to flow. To gauge if a word is right. It, it, yeah, correct, and and that's another way to gauge whether or not it, you know. You know, I might have, you know, sometimes about siblings, somebody's siblings recently had a word over somebody that, you know, was, uh, it was about, you know, I said, you have a brother, right? And they're like, yeah, I have a brother. And, I, and so, and I, the Lord was showing me the concern that they had for her, this lady had for her brother. And so I said, you know, I feel like we need to pray. I had seen more, but all I, all I knew to, all I knew at that point to do was say, we need to pray for your brother. Because the Lord was showing me 
some things that the brother was in and that, that weren't good. You, you know, and uh, that's what the Lord was showing me. But and that I person may not have, have known this They condition. may have not even known that, that but they might, you could have caught that person off surprise. But I feel like they knew because we were coming together in agreement. So it's so, it's so important. You know, I'll say this, even when you're praying for somebody, it's, don't feel like you have to have a, a 30 a 30 second prayer and it's you know stop be be calm be patient i mean you know walmart i always take my time with people there you know you know it it's just you know get get to know people you know let let people see the realness of who you are let god use you like that it's it's okay to stop it's okay to pause and you know and and, and i'll you know um man there's so much there's there's this you know, I, I think the greatest thing is just, you know, and, and even even here, we need to have a prophetic night and, and you know, and have people begin to step out in that. I know when we were doing that a while back, you know, Mihie, Gracia, Amanda, you know, there's people in here that are prophetic. I've heard them pray. I, many of you, as you pray, and I hear you pray in prayer calls, you're, you, you pray prophet. Kayla and Krista, you guys pray prophetically. I, 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 like even today, I heard you guys pray. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And you're like, well, I don't, I don't think I'm prophetic, but, but no, it's like your the prayer is is of encouragement. It's exhorting the body of Christ, and it's like it's it's just really cool. But, but, but I do want to make a point. Your story was was a, a word of knowledge, just so that you know the difference. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Like prophecy, right? We're talking about prophecy. Yeah. Right. Some. Some are conditional. Some some are not conditional. Like somebody could prophesy over me. I, I'm conditional on, what, on whether I'm gonna whether it, it gets fulfilled or not. And then he said about like warning. Like Paul was warned by Agabus with the belt, but Paul already knew, and that was like a com- confirmation of something you already know. God might confirm it through prophecy, right? Or are you going to talk about that? That's what I was kind of what I'm like. Yes. Yes. So go ahead and no, you're good. You're good. Uh, go ahead and turn to First First Timothy. And did you have something else to add to what he was saying while they're turning? Just as Pastor Brad was talking there, the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, in the last days I'll pour my spirit out upon all flesh. It says your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. And in the Old Testament, many times you saw the, the Lord would speak to the prophets. He says, son of man, what seest thou? And as Pastor was saying, they didn't always know. It said, Lord, thou knowest. So many times that's what I was, you don't always and why I say that is because we just come through a whole season uh, of COVID, uh, election, all these things. A lot of people, the big headlines were what? Did the prophets miss it? And I really wanted to emphasize that because, well, how do you know? I mean, they're all false prophets. No. It's just if you don't know, the key to it is, Lord, what, what are you showing me? What am I seeing now? And even, even if you receive a word and you feel it, Lord, reveal that the revelation and I know it's not a revelation gift, but it's th- that that becomes more clear as you seek the direction of the Holy Spirit in those areas of prophecy. So the Lord can reveal even more in that about that word or that the uh, the prophecy that's given. So in that area, I think it's important that you again we we know in part we prophesy in part. You don't always know the whole, and don't jump to like you were saying. You you can get in your flesh real easy. Well, that, th- this must mean this then, because a white car passed me the other day, and they said, I see a white vehicle. That must have been what they were talking about. That's not always it, and don't be so, so quick. Pray it through. 
It's not a, uh, I have to know the whole thing right away. Give me the, give me the front, front to the end. I want to know the conclusion. Pray it through and ask the Holy Spirit, what are you trying to show me? Lord, what are you try, trying to reveal through this? Yeah, and even even with that, you know, talking about the prophets that were prophet, we're saying prophesying, but you understand that when when you're talking about the office of a prophet, you're you're combining all of those other revelatory gifts. So we're we're <laughs> you got to get used to the terminology because that's what I mean when we say prophesying. Sometimes it could be throwing the milk and the sugar in there too. So it's not just when we talk about the gift of prophecy, we are specifically talking about uh, not anything that's revelatory, but it's encouraging, strengthening, and it's divinely inspired. So it's not just, well, you know, they prayed an, an encouraging prayer. It is divinely inspired because you got to be careful with that because just any encouraging prayer, you might think, well, that was my word when it, it was just a, an encouraging like they prayed but it may not have been out of their spirit so uh you know just to to understand those things but first timothy uh verse 18 you know where todd was asking the question it, like is it up to me if i'm receiving uh, a prophecy or if someone's prophesying something over me does that mean it's automatically going to come to pass well in verse 18 of chapter 1 of 1 Timothy. It says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. See, this is what we're supposed to do with prophecies. Words that are, are spoken over us, spoken to us, we are to use them to wage war because of the enemy that's trying to steal your destiny and steal your future. So you use those words to wage war. And those things are, are your uh, instruments of battle, so to speak. And he says, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. So some have suffered shipwreck, and they didn't walk out the, the destiny that was supposed to be theirs because of choices they made. But he's encouraging Timothy here. He's saying, Timothy, continue with the prophecies that were spoken over you. Like, cling to them. Uh, remember the prophecies and wage a good war based upon those prophecies. So that's why I say, you know, write them down. If someone spoke a word over you and you didn't get it recorded, go back to your seat and write it down immediately, everything that you can remember about it so that you have that word with you because it's to wage a good war. It's a word for you to, to be able to fight the battle and to cling to in those moments when maybe the pressure is on. So it does... Uh, we do have a part to play. We, if we don't walk it out, it's not just going to happen. Now, there are things that where the prophets of old or certain things that have been uh, given to us in Scripture, certain things on God's timeline, 
those things will come to pass. But if you notice, uh, even in Daniel's time, the 70 years that the Israelites were in uh, Babylon, and Daniel's like, Lord, you said that we were going to be released in 70 years, and it hasn't come to pass yet. So he began to pray. And then he be- that, was the, that was how the, the release happened was through Daniel's passion and prayer because he got on his knees and interceded for his nation because he knew of the prophetic word that was spoken many years before. And what did he do? He used it to wage a good warfare. And he reminded God, God, you said that we were going to be released and go back to our homeland in 70 years. So he was reminding God, and he was the instrument that brought it to pass. So God is, things don't just happen. God uses vessels. God uses people, just like the enemy uses people. The enemy uses people for his spirits to flow through to get to you, to speak discouragement, to speak things that are off, uh, to get you off course, to get you to sabotage something, to, to take you out. So the enemy uses people. It's not like you've got demons just showing up going, hey, why don't you come out and party with me tonight? They're not, they're not showing up as demonic spirits. They show up as people because Whether they realize it or not, the enemy is using their mouth or using something that they're saying or doing to to get you off track. It's the same thing with us. We are to be instruments of the Holy Spirit. We yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we we can do what we want and walk in the flesh, or we can walk in the Spirit. And when we're walking in the Spirit, that means we're allowing the Holy Spirit to use us to do what he wants to do. So it does, it does depend upon us. It may be that God is, wants to do something, but he is dependent upon us many times to carry that thing through. And so what we do with the word, it will entirely be dependent upon those things coming to pass. Um, what does it, what, like how does prophecy operate in the body of Christ? Let me, let me give you a few examples. For instance, if you were part of the beginning of the year when Dr. Morocco gave his prophetic word for the year, that it's time for elevation, well, God had given him that word. That was a prophetic word. Now, was it spoken? Um, did he receive that right then? No, he received it weeks before. But he wrote it down. He meditated on it. He asked the Lord for clarification on it. And as he got it ready, then he prepared it and he presented it to the people. But it was still divinely inspired. It had been divinely inspired weeks before. So just because it was divinely inspired at a different time, you know that there there are songs that are to be written out of heaven? That if we will tap into heaven, if, if, and this is something, you know, even as a musician or a songwriter, you can tap into the things of heaven and receive the things of heaven. And those songs that are written not out of your flesh, but in the spirit will carry an anointing that will carry it for years. If you know old songs that have went through time and it's like the anointing is on them time and time again, it never loses its anointing. It's because it was written from heaven they got it out of the spirit and not out of the flesh i'm not sure how i got there um can i can i finish this topic and then i'll get to you 
Um, so how else does prophecy operate in the body of Christ? Like I already said, one person may be ministering to another person through prayer, and they may prophesy over them. So a lot of times it happens through prayer. Or someone may be talking. It's not always through prayer because you can be talking to someone, and then all of a sudden they're telling you their situation, and, and something will just rise up in you like, mm. Like, you can get a righteous anger towards the enemy and, and get, like, that's not right. And it's because you know the word of God, and it rises up in you, and it's, a, it's an inspired word for them because you're proclaiming what God has for them. And so you're speaking that to them. What happens many times is if they don't realize that, they just think it's your opinion. You see what I'm saying? And then they won't use it to wage warfare. Because they'll just think, oh, yeah, Pastor Miranda said this or so-and-so said this to me. And, you know, they just think it's your words. But instead, it could be a prophecy inspired by God. So you have to discern, and again, discern where is that coming from. Is that coming from the Holy Spirit? And a lot of times you can tell by the intensity that it's where it's, it's like, you can see when someone's coming from a place of an anointing, and it may only be for two minutes. If it's in conversation, you were talking about flowers one minute, and then the next minute, oh, you know this situation that came up, and blah, 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 and then all of a sudden, you know, boom, it hits, and, and then it's like, there it is, it's laid out, and then it's like, okay, and then you go on talking about something else. So it, it, it's not necessarily like this big 45-minute sermon, but recognize when it's of the Lord. Um, I already said it can rise out of your spirit when you're praying, when you're praying in tongues. It can rise out of a, a, a minister when they're, when they're preaching. Uh, if you've ever been in a preaching service and, and they begin to speak in a different, again, under the anointing, they're saying something and declaring something, not something that has happened or just something out of the word, but it's coming out of the unction of their spirit. And sometimes they may say, I prophesy to you today. And then it's like there's a, a release there that's happening in the spirit, and you can catch it if you recognize it. But if you don't recognize that's what's happening, you'll just let that word float by like it's nothing. Now, they don't always say, I prophesy to you today, but sometimes you can feel the shift in the spirit, and you know that's what's going on, that you shall da-da-da-da-da, and it's under the anointing, and it comes out of them, and that's a prophecy. They're prophesying over you. You can receive it if you want to. So what was your question, Todd? Sometimes, like you say about you're getting a prophetic prayer, I don't know if anybody else, but I'll... I'll like it'll be coming to me, and I'll start writing it down, but it's not for me. It's for somebody else. But I know, like, it's not for them right now. Like, how do you discern the timing to release that word? Because you, you, you might get a word, but it's th they're not ready for it. It's not their timing yet. Like, that's what I'm saying. How, how do I know when it's going to be released? Is the Lord just going to be like, boom, now's the time? You, can you feel it? You know it? There's going to be a peace around it. How do I know when, when, when it's to be released? Leave that up to the Lord. Don't try to push it. Pray.
pray, pray for opportunities and pray for the right opportunity. Because you don't want to push something open before it's time because you can cause damage. Yeah. So other than that, sometimes there might be something that God's showing you so you'll pray for them because they need to break through in the prayer. Um, because he, the, the Holy Spirit needs to work there, but he needs you as a vessel to pray that through. So it, it might be more of a prayer thing right now than it is a, a word to be spoken right now. And then there are times when, when yeah, I, I can see something for somebody, but it's not time. But then just out of the blue, I'll, I'll be with them, and then all of a sudden the conversation comes up, and I'll gauge it. Lord, is, is this the moment you want me to say this? Because it's like I wasn't planning on going into that conversation with them, but here it is. There's the open door. And, and it's like God opened that. And so, but I'll, I'll, I'll gauge it in my spirit. Do I have a peace about it or do, is there still a tension there? So I'll, I'll gauge that in the spirit. You have to be sensitive to the spirit. But sometimes it, well, it, that's how it happens with me a lot of times, is it just will happen in conversation. It's not like I was planning on, it, on talking about that or bringing it up. It just happened. And so uh, I'll be like, all right, Holy Spirit, is this, do you want me to, to go? To now, if they're talking about it all the time, <laughs> you, you may not want to gauge it like that. And then they give it to them at a certain time and just as, as a written word. Yeah, you, you could. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Just just gauge whether it's the right timing by the Holy Spirit. That's the bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have anything they want to add or any any questions? Just one thing. When you were talking about the office of a prophet, Old Testament versus New Testament, a good example of that is that the office is a mantle. And even in New Testament prophet, a, a prophet is one of the fivefold ministry gifts. They have a mantle that rests upon them. The gift of prophecy is comes on them as the Holy Spirit releases it. Like you're saying, Todd, if you're asking when do you release it, it's the witness of the Spirit again. The Holy Spirit, if he's releasing something in you, and then there are other times the Holy Spirit says, it will tell you clearly, that, as Pastor Rand said, it, that's for you to pray over. That's for you to, to it maybe intercede for them in a certain area. But it's not, you'll have the witness of the Holy Spirit. And that, that, again, you're not, it's not going to bring anything fear or any of the other things. It's going to bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. So that, that witness of the Spirit, when it comes on you, that's when it's to be released. And, and you'll know it in your spirit. So. And just as a, as a last thing, um, there are other sources, you know, we've already kind of uh, went through a little bit of, of discerning of spirits, and so we know that there are demonic spirits, and people can tap into that. So you, if somebody's prophesying or praying over you or something, just like Brother Don said, you know, this woman was praying, and, and she begins to uh, release a word which could have come to pass for him if he received it. But it was not a word from the Lord. It was a word from a demonic spirit. And so there's got to be a discernment. 
And the, the Lord is not going to give you a word about you dying. Like he, he comes to give life. So he's not going to come and say, uh, you're going to die in a car accident. You're going to do this. This is going to happen. Uh, you know, th this terrible thing is, is going to happen to you. And this is just your lot. So just get ready for it. He's not going to do that because his plan for you is never to still kill or destroy your life. His plan is always to prosper you, to give you hope in the future future so when he speaks to you it will encourage you strengthen you yes it may instruct you but it's not going to bring destruction into your life so there are other sources of prophecy when we're talking about if somebody's so-called prophesying over you but they can prophesy so to speak from a demonic source and then there's the holy spirit obviously and then there's also a person can prophesy from their own spirit. They can say things out of their own spirit. That's not, and what I mean by that is they're, they're just saying things out of their own flesh and, and saying to you that it's, it's not from the Holy Spirit. Um, in Ezekiel 13.2, it says, Thou say unto them that prophesy, out of their own hearts. Jeremiah 23, 16. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. Jeremiah 23, 26. They are prophets of deceit of their own heart. Ezekiel 13, 3. Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. So there are people that prophesy out of their own spirit out of their own heart and not by the spirit of the lord so i just wanted to say that um and sometimes sometimes you can read another person's spirit that sounded new agey <laughs> but what i'm saying is when sometimes when when you get close to someone you can sense what's going on in their spirit and it it's it's it doesn't mean that you're necessarily supposed to point that out, but it does mean like sometimes you can sense what's going on with them and things that they're dealing with or, or uh, you can sense um, things that they're dealing or struggling with, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to point it out, but you can pray for them. Again, be led by the Holy Spirit in everything that you do so that you're not harming them and causing more issues. I just close with what Don said earlier. One point he made was just around your speech. You know, it's I I believe it's so vitally important to 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 you, you know to watch what comes out of your mouth. You know, watch what you you know. It's not watching, but it's 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 knowing what comes out of your mouth, whether whether it's about somebody or something or whatever it may be. Any situation, you know, you have to you have to be in a place or a position. Of protecting that because you know it's uh you know I always think about that and as you know even today just thinking about you know when Jesus corrected Peter how did he handle that with Peter what did what did he say to Peter get get behind me <laughs> you know when when Peter when he was when he was going to go to you know Jesus they're not going to take you out what did, what did he say to Peter get behind me Satan you know so he 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 was quick he was quickened by the spirit of the Lord you know, because he knew his purpose, he knew his destiny, he knew his cause. And here was Peter, you know, it's hot up here. You hot up here? Jeez, it's like a heat wave. Um, so just speech is so important. What, 
in, in everything, watch your speech. And, um, you know, and I believe as people watch their speech, that's where prophecy is, is more, mm, it, it's, it's, it's more vibrant, it's more real, and uh, that'll, that'll take place and that'll happen. So, Can I add something, too? Because sometimes someone might have a, a word, and it may not be, and I know we've already kind of talked about the timing, of words, but I know um, I've seen people get words too early before and it stresses them out. It's not necessarily that the word was off, but now they feel under pressure to carry something out that it's not their time to do. And it may not, and that person that, that gave them the word had, had the right motive, had the right heart. It's not that they were trying to, to cause stress. You know, but sometimes people can get too excited about giving their word and not discern whether or not it's time for that person to receive. And that's why it, we say, you know, let let us know. Like, don't just run around prophesying over everybody in here. It's one thing to do out in the world because they don't have a shepherd. But in the house of God, we know you guys. And there are times when we know someone's dealing with something or what's going on in their life and someone else in the room doesn't know what's going on in the person's life or will discern something in the spirit and that person may not be ready for something yet and if they receive a word and then all of a sudden, I've seen people in tears before because they're stressed out over a word and they're, they, they, they're like, oh, I feel pressured to do this now and it's not time for them and they need to be able to relax where they're at at the moment and just be be in that moment where they're just working on character working on whatever it is that God has for them in that moment and not to be trying to be like get over here because there's this expectation because somebody just placed it on them and it wasn't time and even just to add on that and I'll close with this but um, you know I'm very I'm very guarded about ever praying over anybody about calling because God calls, you know, it, you, you know, many are called, few are chosen. So, but God calls. I can't call a person to ministry, you know. I, and I and I'll tell you that was a mistake that that I used to make in ministry, because because I I felt called to ministry, and I and I would have just assumed that everybody everybody's called. To, we're all called to the ministry of reconciliation, but there are different levels of ministry that you're called to one of the fivefold offices so so and we were called to pastor we were missionaries we were called to to, to pastor so one of the things as um you know e even even as a pastor over this house you know i can see something on someone's life and i can encourage them and it's what you said earlier it's you know taking the steps being obedient faithfulness all that kind of stuff is what develops a person in their calling if if we weren't being faithful and beginning to walk out the things two and three years before we ever went to the missions field, there's no way we were, we were prepared to take that step, that greater step. But we, 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 we put ourselves in a place of serving and, and servitude and, and, and all that stuff. And then, and, and then the call was there. And, but, you know, it's still a choice whether or not we answer the call. I remember a very specific word we received over our pastor. And I knew, I knew at the point that he spoke it, something just happened. In in the spirit, in my spirit, I knew something just happened. I didn't even know. I honestly probably didn't even understand what a word of prophecy was at that point. 
I hadn't studied this stuff that much, and I, you know, I'd kind of read about it and read different things, but in my spirit, I knew something just happened in, 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 in the direction, and we both begin to know, man, God's, there's something going to happen. We, know, we knew something was going to happen. We could feel the shift, and, you know, even at the shift in breakaways from people, family, you know, it was like, what is going on? You could just begin to feel this buildup of, you know, that God's redirecting me somewhere. And, but don't, um, you know, you know, anytime, anytime you get a word uh, around calling or purpose, you know, um, I don't know, I'm trying to, the right way to say this, you know, um, chew on that word, okay? You know, you know, look, examine that word and break that word down, you know, because listen, we're, we're all called, you know, it, you know, brother Greg said this the other night was really good as, as, as a Christian, we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose to share Christ. Everybody with me? Because we all, we all, that's a purpose that we all have to share Christ. That's, that's, that's a primary goal of every believer. However, there's, there's greater, I, I know this is, I don't know, this, this is such a huge topic, it really is, and, um, and I don't want to stay any longer, but I don't know if that made any sense or not, but I, I know that it's like, you, you can get a word, it doesn't mean it's a, it's a now word, because you may say, how in the world is that ever going to happen? I've had words like that, like, there's no way, I don't see it happening, that's, that's, that person's off, that person may not be off, it could be the timing of a word. And that's why, you know, we, you know, it's one of the things that even even setting up a, a prophetic culture in this house, you know, I want people I want people that prophesy to be accountable because, you know, what words need to be tested. Amen. I had a word. I had a word confirmation today. A lady come up to me and said, you give me a word two years ago that came to pass. And I was like, praise Jesus, because that was a t- that was a word that had been tested. And she said, the very thing you spoke over me come to pass. And I'm like, praise God. Because, you know, I, I want to know, I'm, I want to be accountable to, to what God reveals to me, what he wants me to say. There is the serious side of it. So um, I don't know if that, that, that makes any sense. I know I just went into a whole other realm and area here. But, but it, it, is, it is a big subject. Yes, Minister Lee Howe. Well, you guys would have said no, but also the situation that we were in is because in in Hana, everybody is is related. Everybody got saved at the same time. So it could have at that point in your Christian what created jealousy and uh, it could have created competition. And not only that, but yeah, you guys weren't ready for the weight of that because you guys were still working through certain things. And that would have seemed heavy for you. It wouldn't have seemed like a joy. It would have seemed like, huh, what I, I got to do that. Like that just feels. Bro, I'm running. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and it was a calling because both Moran and I in a service, the spirit of God revealed to us that they, they would be ministers and pastors. They would, they would, they would take on the work in Hana that God's hand was, you know, honestly, I didn't even know that it was Hana. I, I, I knew that there was a call on your life for ministry. I, I mean, it was just like, and we, and I'm literally, it was the same night God revealed that to her and I, and we're like, 
You know, you're excited about the Word because you want to share the Word with them. You know, Jesus, look what Jesus is doing. And you get all excited and wrapped up in the Word, and, and it's just like, no, shut up. You know, you know, and that's like the Holy Spirit. The hammer of the Holy Spirit drops, and it's like, no, it's not time. So, and... Uh, and and even how I worded it, that at the moment, because I had to I had to switch that, you know, not switch the word, but I had to switch how it was worded. And even though I knew like where God was going to take you to a degree, but I I had to word it in a way. I said the the things that He has planned for you. I think I was speaking to you. The things that He has planned for you is great. But right now he's preparing you for the great work. And so what he's doing in you will require you like cooperating with him or, or whatever in order to work these things out so that you're ready for that work. You're ready for that that place that he wants to take you at. Of course, they had no idea it was ministry or anything like that. It, it was just like, you know, all they needed to focus in was the, the that moment of working on what God was showing them to work on at that moment. I, yeah, I remember Amanda. We we had lunch one night, and uh, and that's when we met with Amanda to tell her that we were we were going to be leaving Hana, but the Lord had already showed me that she was leaving too, and we're like sitting down to dinner, and I I I remember just like you know Amanda, we need to talk to you about something, and you know, um, and she's like, well, and I and I knew I knew what was getting ready to come out of her mouth. She's like, well, yeah, it's my you know the Lord. Is telling me it's time for me to go back home, and and literally we're like we we laughed, we had a great dinner, we talked, and and she was like, you know, I'm not I'm not going to leave now. I'll leave like five or six months. After. I don't even know how long it was, and it was just like, but the, the Lord confirmed all that, you know, and that's that's how a lot of times things like that will work. It's just it's am, it's amazing, and there is a flow. There's a real flow, and and we have to, you know, we just have to we have to get in it. Do you miss it sometimes? Yes. I'll be very real, very transparent. You know, sometimes you, you, you can miss things. And, you know, you, you ask for forgiveness where you need to ask for forgiveness. You know, you, you keep pressing into it. Amen? Amen. Just one last thing. Um, when you receive a, a, a word, a prophecy, release your faith. These were the gifts. We said it from the beginning. They all work by faith. So a lot of times people may have said, someone prophesied me over me years ago, and I haven't seen that thing come to fruition. If it bore witness with your spirit and you received that word of prophecy, release your faith for that. Stay in faith. Don't talk, well, they said my husband's going to get saved, but I don't believe it. I don't think it will ever happen. Again, your words. Your words should come into agreement with, with whatever that prophetic word of your life was. You should, you should line your faith up with that and say, I may not see it in the natural. I may not fully understand it. But, Father, the Bible says even Mary, when she received these things, she hid them in her heart. She pondered them. And then she saw those things begin to release, and she saw the hand of, of the Lord upon her child. She couldn't possibly know the plans and the purposes, but it was prophesied through the scriptures, and she understood that way. Even Jesus understood who he was by the scriptures. So through the confirmation of the word and releasing your faith for that word, you'll see the manifestation of it. 